Oh yeah, it's, it's professional now. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are f- uh, fully fledged professionals here on the One Hundred and Seven Podcast, exactly. and welcome yeah. to the One Hundred and Seven <laughs> Podcast uh, with myself, Jacob, and my co-host Ash. And uh, we just witnessed a riveting um, Saudi Arabia Grand Prix. I was right? on the edge of my seat. Yep. Yeah, it's on the edge of my seat. It wasn't the most spectacular race, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, I think it's unfortunately a sign of things to come. I think, you know, um, we just saw really how fast that Red Bull is. And we, we yeah. could say we're watching the Formula 1.5 championship, you know. <laughs> Almost, yeah. I think I think um, there's actually, side note, by the way. There's actually genuinely there's a there's a Formula One subreddit called Formula One point five and it discounts okay. it doesn't count the first three teams on like the top three teams. So it only counts the midfield and below. So if you'd have ah. taken away the top three teams, I think two years ago or whatever, Lando Norris would have won the thing by like a hundred points. Please excuse me while I just cough. <coughs> so the <laughs> But it's we're, a genuine we're thing. professionals here. <laughs> it's um it's like Reddit. Red, hold on, let, let me find it. Reddit F one point five. It's genuine thing. This is a complete. Um, uh, this is a complete segue. But yes, so uh, yeah. we are here to discuss, appreciate, and to celebrate the drivers and teams part of the Formula One midfield who maybe do not get the recognition and visibility they deserve. In F one twenty twenty in this year, they will celebrate and discuss the following teams: Alpha Romeo, Alpha Tauri, Alpine, Aston Martin, Haas, McLaren, and Williams. And then Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. They will their points and teams will be completely disregarded. So it creates like a like a championship based on teams that don't necessarily do particularly well, which I think is a very brilliant idea because it makes that midfield more interesting. It's completely irrelevant, but it's very interesting. Are you telling me Alonso could win the championship? Te- on a technicality, <laughs> yes. So the unofficial 2023 Saudi Arabian Grand Prix race results, uh, Alonso um, finished first, Ocon finished second, Gasly finished third. Yep. <laughs> because obviously Ooh. you get rid of those those big teams. So I don't Mercedes know if there's, like a, if there's like a championship table. Um, oh, here we go. Yeah, drivers and constructors following the... Um, uh, Grand Prix. Alonso is first. Um, yeah, Alonso Gasly first. must be second. Gasly second. Stroll third. Um, and then uh, Aston Martin first. Alpine second. Haas third. To say Ooh, Haas is third of the drivers' constructors, that's that's uh, interesting for sure. <laughs> anyway, sorry, that was a complete segue. So the race. Um, yeah, as we said, it wasn't the most exciting race, but it is what it is. Um, I'm not complaining. It was just an average race. Like, nothing particularly exciting happened. I don't think... I think the Jeddah... The the Jeddah racetrack itself... Let's have a quick conversation about the track itself. I think, for me personally, not the most exciting track. It's fun to drive on, on like the game and stuff like that, but for racing, I don't think it's particularly interesting. The only time it gets interesting is when there's a big crash and they have to have some sort of safety car. Otherwise, yeah, it, you've got DRS overtakes, and that's about it. Yeah, it seems to have the set places to overtake, yeah. right? And, Which is fine. Um, I don't mind that more. too much. But it doesn't. It just yeah. doesn't make for the best racing, in my opinion. No, no, no. Um, yeah, it's too. It's too compact. It's. It's like I said. It's fun. It's flowy. The drivers love it. In terms of an actual racing spectacle, 
it's just it is a little bit of a, a procession by the DRS zones. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, it's should out of the way now. True. Should, should we should we start with quality? We're, t- we're talking about it like Debbie Downers, but let's be honest, we've got we've got some interesting talking points to to go through. So should we start with? Um, no, we actually we need to start to with reach. a new addition to the um, yes, to the Sky Sports F1 team. Sports and F1 is she on F1 TV Pro? So she's not on F1 TV Pro on the F1 TV channel, if that makes sense. But no. she's part of yeah. the international coverage. Um, so uh, it means okay. that if so you choose the international the channel, which is what I typically do, um, then you can yeah. hear her during the race. I didn't know who on earth but, she yeah, was, see. to be completely honest. And completely Neither did over. I. Zero idea. And then all of a sudden, I hear Crofty go, oh, Bernie Collins, and I'm expecting a, a bloke's voice. And this Irish woman pops up. Yeah. And I'm like, who the hell is this? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. not, to, not to take away from her or her skill or her, um, you know, her her background or anything like that. I just wasn't expecting an Irish woman to pop up and start talking about strategy. No. It just caught me off guard. Again, nothing against her, just caught me off guard. Um, but the insights she had yeah. were, were pretty good. Um, they were very good, yeah. yeah. She's got a decent resume. She was a performance engineer at McLaren and yep. then head of race strategy at Aston. So I think it's good because sometimes, you know, you, you get these drivers in, Damon Hill, Johnny Herbert, mm. Probably not too much, but to a certain extent, Nico, who are not haven't been in the sport for like one, two, however many years, right? Yeah. And while they have a great insight into how it runs, they don't have a modern insight into how the sport runs. Nico is probably the closest you can get right now. Uh, but bringing Bernie, who's last year was with the new regs, the new cars, in deep in in that position that she was in. Yeah. It's it's really interesting. Um, and some of the stuff that she was saying was like, oh wow, did it didn't know that, you know. Um, so yeah, she's a great addition to the team. Um, kind of brings that technical, strategic knowledge while not like talking in big words. True, <laughs> makes yeah. it easy to understand. Um, so yeah, uh, I think that's a really good addition to the team, and look forward to hearing what she has to say throughout the further races. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I just wasn't expecting that at all i expected like an old white man which is typically what we get on these sorts of things but it is there what was it an is. old white man called bernie wasn't there <laughs> well bernie it was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we just have to have a bernie in formula one <laughs> yeah apparently so um but yeah it's going to be good to see how how she sort of comes into play and criticizes the ferrari strategy for the for the rest of the season <laughs> um that's for sure um but um should Come on, we? They, they made some okay calls in Cheddar. They, they did, cool but Cheddar. before we do talk about yeah. the race, should we talk about the actual qualifying, what happened the day before the race, yeah. um, how that sort of went? There was obviously a bit of drama. We're going to start off with the, the main drama, which obviously was uh, Max's issues with uh, Drive... No, Drive Shaft was in the race. Spoiler alert. Uh, but uh, his gearbox engine issue... Um, I think it is what it is. Uh, I don't think it's the Bahrain curse just yet from winning the first race. I don't think it's that. It's <laughs> that yet. Um, just it is what it is. But it's also very interesting that obviously Leclerc has, you know, already had a penalty as well um, for taking another ECU. I think was it, it was ECU. Um, yeah. No. Yes. No. Was it ECU? Is it ECU? ECU? Yeah. No. That was the energy Wait. unit. So. E E K. E something. Yeah, ECU's a car's yeah computer. <laughs> yeah, that is so easy. It was, no. the, uh, it was some some electrical thing. I can't remember exactly what it was. Anything. 
It was some electrical <laughs> thing. But it's interesting to see that they both have either... Well, one of them's had a penalty, and obviously the other one is going through parts, like Max is going through parts as well. So it's going to make it potentially yeah. quite interesting towards the end of the season, where we do have races where Max and Charles are starting from the middle of the grid and trying to work their way up. That was that was the point that I was trying to go for. Um, yeah. Obviously, yeah, Max out and qualifying 15th, and then Perez on pole, which was... Let's be honest, it was pretty obvious it was going to happen. I think there was a little bit of a scare yeah. when Stroll set the purple sector one on that final yeah. lap, but then it just completely fell apart. It just it just horribly fell apart. Um, yeah, I mean, it probably used up too much of this tyres. Yeah, I, th- I think potentially, yeah. Um, and uh, obviously Alonso P3, but obviously with the, the Leclerc penalty, dropping back, uh, uh, moved up, sorry, to the, to the front row. And speaking of the Ferraris, they, yeah, Charles obviously did pretty good to get into P2, um, but then obviously was pushed all the way down to, was it P12? Yeah, 10 place grid penalty, yeah. I'm just double checking. Yes, P12. Um, and obviously you had, uh, you had Carlos Sainz up in fourth, which isn't too bad from Carlos, to be fair. I guess I was just surprised at the Mercedes's speed. Um, I guess the the zero side pods on long flowy tracks like this obviously reduces the drag, so I think they did a bit better than I personally expected. Um, and Would you say so? Because I think they did a little bit the better zero than side I thought. Pods. But it's, I, I, just... I, I think obviously it means less drag. But I would like to point out before we carry on talking about the other teams um, with their with their qualifying, Mercedes seem to be talking about their car like. It is a Williams from four years ago or a Haas from three years ago. They're talking about it like it's an absolute tractor, right? When in reality, you were very close to a podium this week. It's not as bad. It's just purely because they aren't absolutely completely destroying the rest of the field. They're talking it like it's the end of the world, which confuses me massively because it just doesn't, it does, it's just a bit strange. I don't. I don't fully well, I, understand. I think, uh, I, th- I think what it is is the drop off in performance from twenty 2020 twenty to twenty twenty one. So yeah. it's like Red Bull were there in twenty twenty one and are there in twenty twenty two. Sorry, in twenty 2020 twenty and then twenty twenty one. Yeah, Ferrari've got back up there. It's like how have we gone from one of the quickest teams to now the fourth quickest team? How is one of our customer teams ahead of us? It's like I think it's. Not so much like the car, how are you like talking about it as a Williams, is how mm. we had such a massive drop off. You know, have the new regulations affected us this badly? And why? And they are the only different car out there. With their yeah, the only drastically issue, different which... car. But at the same time, like I said, they're talking like they're finishing 18th, 19th every week. It's just, it just doesn't quite work for me, I think, personally. It's just like but... your car isn't that bad. Like, it's really not. I understand it's yeah, not winning it's every bad, race. It's bad for them. I know the expectation in the Mercedes factory in Brackley will be so high, but uh, yeah, for me, I just yeah, it it doesn't seem as doom as it, is, it doesn't seem as doom and gloom as it is in reality. I think the the media makes it more doom and gloom, right? probably. Because, but so does Toto. Yeah, and, I think it's so, just so does Toto and Lewis. Apparently, I think it's just the massive drop off and. Yeah, but you know what? They're making lots of changes. I think they've got a new spec car coming yeah. middle of the season. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, what that looks like. 
yeah absolutely yeah. but yeah sorry that was a, a, a small sidetrack exactly like formula 1.5 <laughs> but there we go <laughs> um so next team up i guess uh is mclaren piastri obviously getting into q3 that was yep. unexpected for sure uh i think it shows that that mclaren so, does have so let's, something let's roll in there. let's Let's roll back a little bit. Okay. You're saying that about Mercedes, that they're talking about their car. That's mm. Williams. A lot of people are talking about their McLaren like it's a Williams, and it's not that bad of a car. No, it's... Is it midfield? No. It's, They've had some it's a lower-end midfield car. That's what it yeah, is. It's but a it's lower not end like, oh, car. We're all of a sudden, the back of the grid, which they were for the in Jenna, but True. But I don't think it's that bad. With like, Piastri getting into Q3... Lando will, Lando will come good with that car. And he he was just unlucky tapping tap the wall, and then the the damage from yeah. the Astri in the first lap, and Lando had damage in the second lap, first lap, second lap, something. Yeah, like the, that. he had to change his front wing, but yeah. So yeah, it look, is Piastri crap luck. Um, although yeah. I did, I did make a tweet from the one hundred and seven account. Um, which, oh, by the way, we need when we get to Williams, we need to talk about one hundred and seven. Um, but okay. Uh, I did pick a tweet from the 107 account, which was, <clears throat> I'm just loading it up, which says, it's a quote retweet from Zach Brown, which said, tough race after an unlucky start with damage to both cars on the opening lap. Completely agree with that. Made it too difficult to turn things around, but we tried hard. Oscar P15, Lando P17. Yeah, all right, fine. Nothing wrong with that. Then he says, time to get our season back on track in Australia. And I quote treated it saying, Back on track. Sorry, what? At what point has it been on track? <laughs> Am I wrong? No, you're it's a Twitter not, troll, is what you are. It's not. It's well, the one I seven podcast Twitter account is, is a Twitter troll. But for me, I don't think it's ever been on track. I think. I think if if you're McLaren, you could uh, my papaya tinted glasses back on. If you're McLaren, you you would literally just say, or maybe not admit it. I don't know if that's the smartest move. But let's be honest, your season starts in Baku. If you're a McLaren fan and you know that big upgrade package or that big changing package is coming in Baku, that's when the season starts for McLaren. The first few races are just, if we can nick a point here or there, or if we can learn more about how all like the different front wing setups and stuff that we could do. So this is my way of dealing with it as a McLaren fan, is that anything before Baku doesn't count, okay? <laughs> that's, that's my this thing. This is your therapy session. But this the, is your therapy session. The season hasn't got started for McLaren yet. They need to have where they sh- where they quote unquote should have been at the at the beginning of the season. Um, obviously, were delayed because they changed the concept and changed the the direction they wanted to take in the car because the direction they have at the moment wasn't optimal, etc., etc. So it's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see where they are after after Baku and the and the races after that. But that's my 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 papaya tinted glasses trying their best to find a silver lining i guess let them have a couple of clean races see how it goes yeah and then, you know, judge them at the end of the season uh, yeah I do, I do agree with that but then obviously there, uh, there's nothing really of note of alpine for quality but comparing them to alpine and where where you know mclaren and alpine were battling two seasons ago pretty well and then last season they battled up until the last two or three races when it all sort of fell apart for mclaren and then comparing McLaren now with Alpine, Alpine are, are leaps and bounds ahead. So that's, I think, where the comparison comes from too. But it doesn't seem to be as yeah. all doom and gloom as it is as Mercedes. And I would argue the McLaren situation is worse than the Mercedes situation. 
McLaren and AlphaTauri are the only two teams that haven't scored points. Mercedes were this close to a P3. And you're telling me <laughs> that, you know, the situation is somehow worse at Mercedes. I understand the expectation, but that's where, for me, I'm like, this just doesn't make sense. Nah, I, I think... Yeah. I just think, look, it, it, there wasn't much to go on from last season. No. They, they were... They were midfield there, um, yeah. But look, it's only been race two. It's only been race two. True. Yeah, time. exactly. But uh, and I think the rest of that there really wasn't much of note in qualifying. Except no, not for really. Hulkenberg at qualifying K Mag. Mm-hmm. Um, so he seems to be a bit of a quality specialist. Yeah, it's a little bit different in the race. But with Hulkenberg at qualifying K Mag twice, what does that say about Mick Schumacher? That's a very good question. I yeah. I don't know. I, I, I look, genuinely have no idea. There's a lot of romanticism about Mick Schumacher, right? True. Schumacher back in, he, he's a nice guy and all that. But he, it seems to me that he just might not be good enough, unfortunately. I, I, I want to be proved wrong. Prove me wrong. But, you know, just, just going on what we've seen, K-Mag was a better driver last season. True. And then this season, Hulkenberg being out of Formula One for a few years, mm. coming in. You say that, but, but I mean, Hulkenberg quality. finished P12 and Kevin finish, finished P10. Yeah. So, I mean, Magnussen was, you know, the, the only one of the drivers who's so far scored any points for, for, for them. So I, I would argue that until Hulkenberg pulls in some points, yeah. I don't think there's that much of a comparison just yet. How long did it take Mick uh, to score his first points compared to how long is it going to take Hulkenberg to score his first points? Should we have a quick Google? Let's see. I don't know, but, how you know, long? I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to double check from a, just purely from a, from a, from a like comparative thing. One lap, of course, Nico's going to take it 100%, like, and, and, that, and that's absolutely fine. But so far, I, I genuinely, like I and I do think Nico Hulkenberg is the better driver. Probably would have been around about the same in terms of salary and stuff like that. Maybe a bit more because he's more experienced, won Le Mans, etc., etc. But in terms of not completely binning the car you have to go for, for Hulkenberg. You, you do. I think, I although obviously it wasn't the most popular PR move, bringing in Hulkenberg over Schumacher was the right thing to do. That's the thing. You can't do it for PR, right? No, true. You need points. You need uh, performances. You need results, right? You need that prize money to develop the car. But yeah, apart from that, nothing really of note in qualifying. Yeah. Um, let's get on to the race. Yes, let's. Um, let's start. Let's start with the winners. Well, Red Bull. Uh, I guess we'll be saying that a lot. Um, they seem to be having some technical issues and seem to be managing the race uh, throughout. I know Max was complaining. Seemed to be the drive shaft again, but in general, they they were just too quick. They they just sped past people. Yeah, do you, I, I, I don't know. Um, Martin Brendel mentioned it a lot throughout the uh, uh, race, and he goes, "There's something like Red Bull have done something with their DRS that makes it extra powerful." Yeah, I don't know. I just think you know they've just got a really good engine. They are super fast. I don't. I don't know if they've the DRS yes. is extra powerful. Yes and no. I think that essentially what it is is the way that the rest of the bodywork works in such a way 
that it drives so much or or it drives air in a different way to that rear wing compared to the other teams so there's less or more air um on that rear wing um and then when the drs opens up there's obviously a lot less but it just does it in a smarter way i think i don't know i've got no idea but it's i think it's the aero flow throughout the rest of the car and how it impacts the back of the car that's what it means it what they mean in terms of like oh it it's more powerful because yeah i don't think it's in terms of like oh they're doing anything like i don't know a bigger wing or a smaller wing or it's at a different angle or whatever it's purely the way that the air from the rest of the car hits that rear wing i think i think i don't know i am not adrian newey um and i really do need to read that book how to how to build a formula one car is that what it is or is it how to build a uh, race how to build car, a car. Just, how to build a car yeah i couldn't no, remember the name to, of it how to build a car um that's my lack of wheel knowledge um but yeah no i uh, i haven't read it i don't i don't fully understand it because yeah i don't i'm not a formula one engineer but at the same same time it's just the way that the rest of that car works so beautifully that then when the air does hit that rear wing it does it in such a way when drs hits or you know opens up that it works a lot more efficiently are you saying because the car has so much downforce that helps it to be as quick as it as quick as it is so when it opened that rear wing it alleviates some of that downforce and they're just a lot yeah i think if you if, if you imagine it like like this so say for example the rear wing from the from that red bull is 50 percent of the downforce and 50 percent of the downforce is from the actual car itself you know the rest of the car the floor the the front wing whatever it is um and when that rear wing opens up that rear the rear wing downforce goes from 50 percent to 30 percent let's say However, because of the way that the air flows over, for example, the Ferrari, that maybe 60% of the downforce comes from the actual car itself and 40% comes from the rear wing. So then when you open up the rear wing and you lose 20% of the downforce, you've still got more drag on the rest of the car. Um, and so it just works in a slightly different way. I think that's what they mean. It's just that the air, or that's what I mean essentially, is that the air hits that rear wing in such a different way, or more important parts of the air coming off the rest of the car hits it in such a certain way that it just is more effective because of the 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 methodology behind the rest of the car. I think that's what it is. I, I'm not doubting the engine, by the way. I think the engine is solid. Um, although it is obviously very interesting to see those Alpha Tauris at the back of the field with the same engine. So I don't know whether or not that says a lot. Although, to be fair, when you look at it, that um, <clears throat> the Alfa Romeo was obviously at the back of the field this this week, but the Ferrari was at the front of the field. So again, I think I think it, that's not to say that it's specifically the engine, but I think the aero just, just works so much more efficiently for that Red Bull compared to the other cars for, for when DRS is, is taken into consideration. Yeah. How scary is that? They're super quick without DRS. And then, yeah, you can just put Max in 15th and it would just get up second, like halfway it, through the race. It was I mean, there was a safety car. I, I think yeah. those, those DRS zones in Jeddah, they are so long, right? It's pretty <laughs> easy to overtake in those DRS zones. Overtaking on areas outside of those DRS zones is pretty or seemingly very difficult um I think you've got the end turn like that banked 14 degree bank turn right at the end like halfway through the lap like end of sector one early sector two 
um, like just as you come back on yourself. I think that's probably a decent overtaking area. And I guess turn one slash turn two. But other than that, the DRS zones are just the easiest places to get overtakes done. So I, it, there's not many other places to do overtakes. But those those DRS zones are, you know, prime overtaking space. Which is, again, why we set or why I think the race was very procedural. And, you know, although, yes, Max can absolutely trounce over or trounce over, over everyone, those DRS zones are just make it so easy. Uh, I mean, you say that, but it, you know, it took uh, Magnussen a few tries, didn't it, to get past Yuki? True. And yeah, but I think that was partly talking from, about from what I saw. I think that was partly battery usage. Yuki was very clever with battery usage. Yeah, that could be. That could be. Yeah. Uh, but talking about Formula One point five, I mean, Red Bulls are in a league of their own. Mm. I think a lot of people were writing off the season because it's Max, the Red Bull's fastest car. He'll just cruise away. For this to be interesting, Sergio needs to bring his A game and needs to be challenging Max every race. Yeah, and I, street circuits and, are the place that Sergio will do that. <laughs> yeah, so, but there's not there's not enough street circuits for him to do it, and we we don't know what Max would have done, right? Because if you look at was it twenty twenty one, he mm. was on an A slab, right? True. And, yeah, obviously uh, Sergio had some issues last season, but you know we don't know what Max would have done. But they need to be fighting each other if we want this season to be at least interesting for who's going to win the championship, right? We yeah. need a Nico versus Lewis, exactly. But it was interesting that there's already some drama starting up between them around the fastest lap. Yeah, I <laughs> where think... They were told... <laughs> Told not to go for it, and then Max is like, so yeah, it matters to me." Was was Max took told it right not to go end. for it? I don't well, know I mean, if he was. What's his name? GP said it was like it's not of concern at the moment, and we don't hear every radio. Mm. But from what Christian said, apparently um, Sergio did go for it on the last lap, mm. and he messed up his sector one, and, and then Max just abandoned it. it. Well. Yeah, whether they but. Yeah, and whether whether they both knew, who knows, but he went for it and, and got that extra point and Yeah, see that's that's my thing yeah. is that you just you don't you don't fully know. Like if he wasn't if if, if Max wasn't told do not well, go for fastest lap, then I don't see him him giving it a go that much of an issue. Well that's what Sergio said in the post race press conference, is that they were told don't go for it. True, but um, how many times have, have it, we seen so. not even Red Bull, any team Oh yeah, we we told you were the team like that, and you just haven't. You, you yeah. just know that they haven't. They've lied to you well, on no, the radio. That, that's what. Well, that's what that's what it means, right? Is that if there's drama between them, how's it going to affect mm. the championship? And we're, we've already seen what happens when they don't listen to each other. You get the Monaco situation. True. And you get the Brazil situation, right? So, for whatever reason, something happens at throughout the season, and Sergio needs to help Max or vice versa. Could they go back? Yeah. Say, well, you know what? I don't know. Because it's, it's happened before. Yeah, What's yeah, yeah. Exactly. Happening again? Right. So, yeah. Um, on to the next team. Ferrari. Ferrari. Yes. I, think, I thought Charles had a pretty solid race. Yeah, he did. He, he um, didn't really put that much of a foot wrong. I think one, one thing for both of those Ferraris yeah. is that they do not like that hard tyre. Or they did not like that hard tyre during the race. Um, yeah. They seem to be a lot slower than um, they predicted on that hard tyre, which is a bit of a shame because I was looking forward to them sort of pushing forward a bit more. 
um, which they obviously just. But I, I thought they would get past the Mercedes. Yeah. And they didn't. It kind of just went Red Bulls, Aston, um, and then Mercedes and Ferrari. Yeah. Just throughout the race. So. Yeah. It kind of like goes back to that point where everyone's like, what you were saying are oh, the Mercedes is a Williams, it's a backfield car, but they were ahead of the Ferraris throughout. True. Whether it could be tyre or whatever, they they were comfortably ahead. But yeah, solid race. Um, I thought it was interesting that Carlos mentioned that they seem to be suffering now a little bit from dirty air yeah. from the cars in front, which was the whole point of the regulations was to reduce that. So obviously the aerodynamic gains that have been found from last year to this have started to produce some dirty air and found it tough to follow. And maybe that could kind of contribute to maybe the lack of overtaking in the race. By yeah, the I, I also yeah. feel like the teams, let's be honest, if you're, if, you're, um, if you're a team developing a car and you develop a part, let's say part A, which uh, is, you know, pretty standard, sets a normal lap time, then you have part B, which works very well um and then you have part c which works just as well however it creates dirty air for the car behind or not as clean air for the car behind i know exactly which part i'm choosing because you do not care about the car behind you at all no of course so it's not their um, that, problem to no, care about the car exactly behind them. so i think that teams will yeah. potentially not really care that much about giving other cars dirty air or something like that and will potentially even use it as an advantage like adding you know winglets or or changing their front wings or whatever to create dirty air or or rear or whatever if they know that they can create dirtier air from a part which you know compared to another part which does almost the exact same thing but doesn't create dirty air they're going to do it um, because it's any advantage they can possibly get so i i i think that it's interesting that that was said essentially but at the same time it doesn't surprise me whatsoever but i don't think it would be as bad as it was two years ago before the regulations changed no they don't care about the car behind but i think it's interesting that he said that Mm. because are we then just going to kind of go around a cycle where they continue to develop cars throughout the year the air gets dirty and it's like right another big regulation change or do you think they're like okay we're starting to see this dirty air come through at the moment it's okay, but if it increases, we may need to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, so it, was, it was one car during one race, and Jeddah is pretty bloody windy anyway. So I, no, I don't I, think the wind had anything to do with it, and I think also that's probably one of the reasons why maybe Hamilton didn't get past George on the fresher tyres. Yeah, maybe. Because so, he was on the softs, so, and maybe the lack of overtaking. No idea. So I think it's just interesting that he brought it up, you know, and yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll to have to see whether or not it's brought up more over more races in the future. I think. Yeah, and speaking of Mercedes, interesting. Lewis, oh, George ahead again, ahead of Lewis. Lewis on the softer tires, yep. but still couldn't get past him. It was interesting. Is but just I'm, I'm going to ask the question: they? Is Russell better? Is, well, it, I mean, is it just that comments, Russell's better? I, I'm not. I mean, this is I not think me taking the... away anything from Lewis at all. I'm just. I'm just asking the question. Like R- Russell or or Lewis said, like you know, like I'm. Well, I I'm faster than this guy. Let me let me across. Like let, let me across. Let me ahead, etc. etc. Like I'm on the better tire. Like what's going on when I reach him? Like etc. etc. And then you get a radio message over to George. If George is able to go round quicker than Lewis is on those mediums, because Lewis also has to treat those mediums pretty well because it was a long stint as well. 
if George is able to go faster, let him. If he's if he can well, go faster than Lewis, let him. Judging on what Lewis said, and you know, he didn't feel connected to the car. Maybe mm. he's just not as comfortable with the car as George is, so George yeah. can extract that extra lap time. But you look at uh, 2014 when Daniel joined Red Bull, mm. right, and they had the regulation change with the engines. Mm. Um, was up against Vettel and just got used to the car a lot quicker than Vettel did. True, and was out qualifying him and outperforming him. So it could be this that George is, yeah, I can drive this car better than Lewis, and you probably are right at this moment in time. George is faster. Mm. Yeah. Again, it's only two races in. Yeah, it's a long I'm just, season. I'm just asking yeah. the question. George, George is, um, yeah. Well, the, the answer is yes. George yeah. is quicker at this moment yeah. in time. He's quicker in qualifying. Seems to be quicker in the races. So yeah. we'll see what happens if Lewis gets comfortable with the car. The mid-season upgrade tailors more to Lewis. Um, it'll be interesting. But at this point in time, who knows? Russell is the man for Mercedes. So far, yeah. I think Mr. P5 from last year as well. I think that just goes to show that it's not just this season might I add. He also was the only win, race winner for Mercedes last year as well. And again, that's this is not taking yep. any away from Hamilton or anything like that. It's literally just no, saying no that in this generation of car, Russell seems to be better. It might be driving style. It could be adapt. Like it could be because Russell was you know driving that shit box of a Williams for so long. So it's something that he he's used to a quite a quite worse car or like a bit of a tractor. I don't know. I've got no idea. But um, obviously, this you know the tires and how, like Lewis having to manage tires and stuff like that. I think the rest of the season will show, but it's going to be very interesting down down at Mercedes for sure. Look, you can only judge on what you can see, right? Mm, and Russell true. is performing. Simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, should I mean, we leave Aston Martin until think... the end? Because I think that's a bigger conversation. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we can leave them. I think the, the rest of them, we can uh, probably knock through these pretty quickly. Um, so, originally, you said Alpine, nothing of note. I changed that. Both Alpine <laughs> were in the points. Um, you know I'm I'm not the biggest Alpine fan. However, both of them were in the points, and you can't really knock that. You, you can't. Like, yeah, but... Like, P8 and they, P9. They, they were both... They were both in the points because, oh, you know, Ocon decided, like, I think I've had enough penalties for the rest of the season. Well, yeah, there is that, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, I, I, I think that it's it's much better than last week. Well, at least it was much better than last week for uh, Ocon, as you mentioned. Um, but I think it's I think it's good. They showed they showed like you know two two solidish drivers. I did kind of want them to hit each other at, at points during during the race, especially going into turn one, purely for the off track drama because that would be insane. Um, just pure box office entertainment. Um, but they both raced pretty well, very respectful. Didn't get into any skirmishes. No nothing. No wall contact. No. So tire bumping. Nothing of note. <laughs> nothing of nothing really of note. Other than other than the points. Other than the points. I think the points is, is very good for Alpine for sure. Yeah, I mean it's still early. You'll be interested to see what upgrades they come through, but they just they are they're doing what their car is capable yeah, of. Yeah, Exactly. Um for sure. Yeah. Down at Alpha Tower, you had Yuki obviously missing out on points thanks to thanks to K Mag's beautiful racecraft. Um, big up yeah. the the Dane, um, and the radio was pretty funny. Let's be honest, it just it just was. It was just a noise. I mean, I wouldn't even call it a radio. I'd just call it sound effect. Yeah, it was just a noise. <laughs> it was just, <laughs> um, just which is which is brilliant. But um, like, but 
Doesn't to be fair, me. I think we would all make that same sound where you've been defending for ages, mm. you're in the final points position, and you just get yeah. taken. You like words cannot describe probably how frustrated he felt. Oh yeah, I I, yeah. I fully I, I feel imagine he was so frustrated. However, on the flip side of and that, like, uh, like Hass bringing in a point, brilliant. Well done. Mm. Well done, Hass. Yeah. Off to the well done to off to a good start. I think obviously not as good as last season, but I mean off to a good start anyway like getting some points on the board i think for a team like Haas is is going to be important regardless of whether it's one or 15 i mean 15 obviously is going to be a lot better yeah. but you get my point um i think it's good for them to to get off of the the like right they've scored points this season that now let's push on i think it's a good starting point for Haas for sure i would not consider Haas a back marker anymore no not at all after uh, like the qualifying performances that's, that's and the, the race <laughs> Midfield. <laughs> that's the McLaren. McLaren, Marcus. McLaren just been unlucky. It just um, their but, whole weekend was in the bin, wasn't it? Piastri did well yeah. during during quali, and then they both had damage during lap one, lap two, um, and had to pit and just back of the grid. Um, no, uh, uh, Piastri did go, obviously get past Norris and and Logan at one point as well. Um, I can't yeah. tell whether or not that's because you know lando couldn't be bothered and didn't want to push anymore i highly doubt that to be fair if you're a formula one driver you're still going to battle regardless of whether or not it's for 20th well 19th or 20th or you know like 10th 11th you want to beat your teammate you want to beat your teammate whether yeah. it's 19 and 20 or first and second you want to beat your teammate true so, um i don't know, maybe well again we'd have to look at like the tire strategy yeah. stuff like that what but damage so, so know, far just because your front wing gets damaged doesn't mean the rest of the car might not have had some damage true but yeah they, they could he have got been past Lando and he got past Logan yep yeah. a, a solid race from Piastri so, um, without the damage I think okay. he could have been in with a shout of getting that point that, that Magnussen claimed he could have yeah he could have you never really yeah. know we haven't like the race pace I think was, was not too bad it was just it was just he was obviously stuck behind the Williams for quite a while um, and uh, yeah I, I, he could have nicked a point I think he'll uh, do good for his confidence as well. I mean, mm. he's a rookie. People forget, like, he's a rookie, right? Mm. Yeah, true. It's only his second race. He, he's been unlucky. And I think just getting kind of like a solid performance laps with that car in, he'll only get better and better throughout yeah. the season. I think it was a, it was a good it was a good thing as well to see both those McLaren drivers come up against each other considering what happened to Piastri last race and what happened to Norris obviously last race as well. So the rest of the season will be interesting to see who comes out on top. Um, uh, yeah. in, in the McLaren garage uh, and then yeah obviously we spoke of Haas getting the points and then uh, nothing really of note from Williams obviously you had um, uh, you had Albon retire on the 27th lap with some sort of was it it wasn't brakes that was that was that was Lance or potentially brakes with Lance no no did, did, um, um, Alex's brakes had gone remember was it Alex's yeah the radio message Yes, it, it, it was it was some sort of issue with brakes, but or power yeah, or something or whatever it was. Yeah, he said he said on the radio brakes had gone and mm. he couldn't slow down. And, um, which, yeah, yeah, but I mean Logan did okay. He didn't do too badly. Uh, obviously, Logan finished sixteenth. He was looking racy at points. He was. Looking it looked racy all right, points, I guess. So. Um, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, for the rest of the for the rest of the. Um, uh, rest of the season as to how well he actually does like compared to compared yeah. to Albon you can't you can't judge after two races no 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 not not entirely no no, no. but I, I mean the t- 
very rare time that Williams was on screen. Yeah, he, he looked all right. So, yeah, true. Good, and he probably he did well. Probably keeping Norris behind him as well for as long yeah, as he did. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so and uh, they got Logan Sarge. Speaking of cars which had no problems keeping people behind, let's talk about Aston. <laughs> Should we start with Lance? Because Fernando yeah. is going to be a long conversation. So let's start with Lance. Great move on science. Oh, yeah. On the opening lap. Pretty good. Wow. Yeah. I was like, there. All right. Good, there's, there's, the uh, there's a driver in that. We were car. talking about like we were talking about overtakes, you know, DRS, and he went round the outside. And I was like, yeah. damn, not strong. And they're really unlucky. Yeah, super unlucky. Issue. Um, I, I think yeah. he'll, be, he'll be back in Oz. In Oz, absolutely. Um, yeah, I think we're yet to see the the full potential from Lance in that Aston. Obviously, he's still dealing with with um, hurty wrists, um, so hopefully, hopefully uh, he'll be able to improve on his finish. Obviously, like what last last race in Bahrain, he he finished sixth, um, which he could. I think obviously he could have done a little bit better. Um, and I think if he'd have matched sort of what Alonso was doing this race, I think obviously he could have potentially finished even further up in in the in the points. Um, you're maybe looking yeah. at challenging those uh, challenging those Mercedes cars. I imagine maybe a, yeah. maybe a Russell Stroll Hamilton sort of sandwich potentially, but we we don't know. We haven't seen the Aston get particularly racy. Other 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 than signs, um, we haven't seen the Aston get particularly racy under under Stroll. Yeah. So no, I, Again, I think two he'll races. do well. And yeah, two. And look, the the car he did well in Bahrain. Yep. And he's obviously healed up a lot more for Jeddah, but like I said, not a hundred percent. Racy in the opening lap, and it was just it was just really unlucky. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yeah, look, he... see what he does in that car in the next few races. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously, um, with Stroll qualified P six. So yeah. I mean, like that that clearly he has pace in the car. Um, and Stroll obviously beat Hamilton, Ocon, Piastri, Gasly in, in Q3 as well. So, I mean, like the, he he definitely knows how to do something with that Aston, but he hasn't unlocked its full potential yet. And I think over the next, you know, four or five races, we'll, we'll start to see that for sure. Definitely, definitely. So, yeah, let's talk to the man that's making Formula One interesting. Yes. Let's oh, plan to El Podium. L plan <laughs> to L podium, L podium one hundred numero. Or I, I, I'm not even going to attempt to speak bad Spanish. Uh, fantastic, <laughs> absolutely fantastic. Um, fully deserved. Uh, regardless of the whole penalty issue, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, like it was, it was fully deserved. Alonso himself, obviously, he was off to the left on the starting position. We'll talk about starting positions in a minute. Obviously, with with Ocon last last race as well, but. Yeah, phenomenal drive. Can't really knock it whatsoever. Managed tyres well. He seems to be enjoying driving that Aston. Yeah, a happy Fernando is a racy Fernando. Yeah. He's always racy. Yeah. But what I, I loved what he did was that he like when he said he had the first penalty, the five second gap. Yeah. Um, and even afterwards with Max, was he kept up with the Red Bulls to use their DRS to build that gap up and then manage his tyres after? I thought yeah. that is. That's a guy that's experienced, has done hundreds of races. So, all right, I know exactly what to do to build this gap. And that's just pure Fernando prime. prime yeah, racing. it's and it's using the fact that he has that 100,000 races under his belt compared to the... <clears throat> admittedly, yeah. the, the experience of Max and Checo is probably pretty bloody good in comparison, but it's just nowhere near 
Alonso's. Just it just isn't anywhere yeah, near. I I just wouldn't think of any other driver. Maybe Hamilton doing yeah. something like that. It's like right, I've got a five second penalty. Let me just really use my tires now. Keep up with the Red Bulls. Use the DRS. Build that gap and then maintain it throughout it's, the race. Which, it's the which sort of thing which goes. Those old older heads in Formula One would have done the your Vettels, your Hamiltons, your Alonzos. Yeah. Um and it's it, it worked brilliantly. Yeah. And a good start as well. Yeah. Great start. Um led a race. Led a race. He did, he did. Going into led a race one. on lap one. On lap one, yeah. So, Unbelievable. Yeah, good on him. And then you got the five second penalty for the start position. I love how you got told it was a penalty. It was like copy. No yeah, copy. arguing. Yeah. No back to it. was like, why? That's a great copy. You got it. Like, I know what I've got to do. And again, that's that experience, that level headedness. is like, yeah. I can't change it. There's no point in getting angry. Let's just focus on the okay, car. I'll drive faster. Cut. Yeah. So he, built, he builds that five second gap. Safety car comes out, goes into the pits, and then the rear jack for a microsecond touches the back of the car it was it was in position to to pick up the car um for me i i don't see a problem with this is me personally this is not like what is completely right or wrong or whatever i don't care if a jack touches a car because the work hasn't started you haven't lifted that car off the ground to me that that's to me in my, if I'm the FIA, yeah. you can have your jacks on the car ready to go, but you cannot have the wheel guns on. Can't start work on the car. Having the jack in position, ready to go, touching the car for me is not working on the car. I understand some people may have a different view of that, um, and obviously Aston Martin did. They pulled up seven examples <laughs> of where where that had been done before, and the FIA had said nothing. Um, and obviously that's you know how the how the penalty was sort of voided. I think there were two reasons why the penalty was voided. Um, for for working on the car too early, and that was one of them. Um, but for me, I I didn't see it as an issue. I, I yes, it was touching the back, but it hadn't lifted it up in the air um, for me. So I didn't person. I personally wasn't like, oh, that's that's bullshit. Like, how could you? It doesn't bother me particularly. No, I think nothing should touch the car. If it's a penalty, it's Fair a penalty. Yeah. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have anything because then, all right, we can put the wheel guns on. Right, but we're not going to turn the wheel guns. We're not going to use them, right? And I think it just opens it up to just so many interpretations of the rules. It's like when you come into a pit stop, it's like the guy has to come in, hit the jack. That's mm. it. When you're in a penalty, nothing touches the car till the five seconds are up, and then you go. That's simple as that. Maybe we should just have a sin bin, like you know, you know, a in, sin bin. In a sin bin. You have a sin bin, well, like in rugby. Yeah, so like you, so like you come into the pit stop, you do your pit stop, and then and then you stop dead at the end of the pit lane for five seconds, and then you're allowed to leave. I know, obviously, you can't block the pit lane. That's but you actually, get my point. If it weren't for the fact that you block other cars, that would be there should, so. You like, saying there should be like a separate bin, lane, a separate lane, yeah. a separate sin bin, like. Yeah what's wrong with that or like you know in formula e where they have those like speed lanes or something like that um yeah. where like you get like a power boost or whatever for a certain amount of laps i don't know i don't watch formula e i tried to it's rubbish um it just <laughs> it just is rubbish it, there's no heart and soul to that racing series as far as i'm concerned it's just not particularly interesting i i have tried i've tried to watch it it's just not particularly interesting anyway 
in, they have specific lines where they go through to get like an extra 10% of battery charge or whatever it is, or an extra 10% of power output. Again, I'm not 100% sure. You could easily have one corner or like the inside of the uh, start-finish straight, you have to take that at a certain speed. Like, like for example, or you just go through the pit lane, like obviously you go through the pit lane at 80 kilometers an hour. There's a specific lane somewhere on the track where you can only do... 100 kilometers an hour because that would take you an extra five seconds to do or whatever it is but it's a slow lane type thing it's like the the, not like a bogey lap on like a like a rally course or something like that but somewhere specific where you have a sin bin type thing where you go and serve your penalty or you can do the work to the car as soon as it comes in but then you have the the lollipop man comes out and he says right as soon as you as soon as the car drops back onto the floor that's when the penalty starts and then you're allowed to go because i just i, I don't know I but think... i think the amount of the amount of penalties that have come from touching the car too soon or something like that has been quite a few so obviously the process doesn't seem to work very well I just think keep it simple. If you get a five second time penalty, it's added to your time at the end of the race. All that. Simple that's that's because that's one of the easier ones. That's it. Because like sometimes if safety car and virtual safety car comes out, that can negate some of the penalty, right? True. Yeah. So yeah, because obviously Alonso got quite a cheap you, penalty for his exactly, improper yeah. start position because of the of the safety car. So I mean, yeah, there is yeah. there is that to it. Um, but that's I don't it. know. Then again, obviously, if you have to serve your a time penalty in the pit lane or in your pit box or in the bogey lane or in the bogey spot or whatever it is, the sin bin. Um, while you're sat there in those five seconds, the other cars on track are getting closer and closer to you. So I don't know. It has a, it has a different effect, doesn't it, than just adding it on at the end. I, I, guess, I guess one of the issues with that is how do you safely rejoin? I mean, it's just it's just the pit lane. You just have to... Like like when drivers come out of, the, come out of their... No, no, you when you're talking about like a separate... Separate part of the racetrack. Yeah, a separate part uh, of the racetrack. I like, think you would you could potentially make it like the end of the pit lane. You just sit there for five seconds and then you go or something like that. If you were to do something yeah, like that, that it's that, just that's unsafe terrible. release. That's fine. You just have unsafe, safe yeah. or unsafe release, and that's up to the driver or the team. You could have a team representative go to that that sin bin box, stand there. No, no, you can just have the traffic light system. Yeah, so traffic light system traffic or whatever lights. it is. And if you okay. so happen to pit when other people are trying to get through the pit lane and you cannot get out of that sin bin, that's on you. I don't so, know. It, 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 yeah, I think that's... It's just... An my idea, idea needs some work. It's not as good as the idea as having <laughs> a America's European Middle Eastern Oceana champion and then a world champion and doing it in sprints like mini mini tournaments that, that's, that's a better idea so bad it's not so bad. bad no we talked we talked about it's this so it makes sense <laughs> it anyway. doesn't make sense um you're just trying to you're just trying to get someone to win a championship <laughs> no i'm not trying to get someone to win a championship i just think the logistics of shipping those everything, glasses look orange to me the, no 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 the logistics <laughs> of shipping everything around the world is absolutely <laughs> horrific so why not have specific like mini championships that you know you would have like america's champion and then you would have a european champion <laughs> but it doesn't it's just like oh it's a really a name and you just have all of those races at one point sort of thing but you still have the world champion. The the America's champion or whatever, it doesn't particularly matter. It's just, you know, so Formula One can make even more money out of it, um, which I'm sure they would love, well, the FAA would love. 
but it stops from shipping everything to all over the globe. Like going from from the Middle East to Australia to the Middle East, that makes no sense. Why not just do all the Middle Eastern races at the same time? That's what I'm talking about. I don't particularly give a shit about whether or not Lando Norris is the Oceana champion or whatever. It'll be Max. But logistically, and if Formula 1 want to be eco, bin off shipping everything around the world stupidly, bring back the V10s and stop shipping everything everywhere because that's the real issue. All of the all of the cars it's- during one season use almost no fuel compared to one flight to get all of the teams to one race. Like it's yeah, so stupid. Well, then you, you'll have to you'll have to speak to the commercial team because I want I V10 races back. pay extra. I want V10. The race fuels the circuits the circuits pay extra to be the first to be the last. True. So I think they have to work that out because I think they look they could eat and then you got to look at weather and true other logistics like other sporting events around so yes they should do it and I think they have got plans to to make it more sustainable they, they should but it's yeah completely it's, off the topic uh, of the race this week but uh so the <laughs> Um, but yeah, that, that we just never we just never concentrate on the race. No, really apparently not. No, it's just yeah, complete, just just gibberish at this point. Um, going back so, to the race, the whole but, penalty issue. Um, yeah. So so Fernando has his five second penalty, comes in, does it. They touch it to Jack. They added ten seconds on at the end, and then we get into this whole debacle about when they should have told him. Is it a penalty? George is third. Fernando's third and I say this to you I say this to everyone what is Formula 1 Formula 1 is a big drama show yep a big circus and occasionally they go racing because the biggest drama was this third place penalty literally yeah <laughs> oh um, yeah Sergio won and yeah you know, he's one point behind Max in the championship Max went from 15th to second yeah whatever right this penalty this penalty what's going on oh boy <laughs> uh, yeah I think so I think they yeah. uh, so as far as I'm aware, there were two reasons as to why the penalty was overtaken. One, there is something written in the sporting regulations that say it must be award or the penalty must be applied within 25 minutes of the of the like incident, and it wasn't. Um, the second one is Aston Martin were like, well, you've got seven examples of when the 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 jack touched the rear of the car while the penalties were being served, and you had no issues with those. So I think it was a combination potentially of the two, either or. I think. One of them alone stands up. They, but but the so the I, touching the rear, touching the the rear of the car with the jack is the less likely. Like like the FIA can be like, we understand we missed those previous seven, Mister and Mrs. Aston Martin, um, or Mister and Mrs. Yeah. Stroll, or Alonso, or whoever. But we're going to apply the penalty. So I think the first one on the regulations. I think what that's supposed to mean is if. When something is investigated, the stewards have twenty-five minutes to dish out a penalty. Exactly. So and they, they didn't, didn't know. So they didn't know. They only knew until like the last lap, and then they did dish out a penalty within twenty-five minutes. So I think that part is not so important. But I think the two reasons: the first one that you said is, oh, you started working on the jack touch, and Aston Martin came with all these examples saying, well, no, look at Max in Brazil, look at this, and I think. Oh, what was the second reason? I can't remember now. It's literally, I've just forgotten. But there was another reason why the penalty was overturned or something Touching like that. Touching the, uh, they had the seven examples or the 25 minutes? Or, no, or are you thinking of a third reason? reason? 
there's a third reason okay. that Aston Martin came with. So the first reason wasn't even involved. They didn't do that. Aston Martin didn't come with that reason. I, th- that was I thought that, that was the reason. Was followed. No, that rule was followed because they didn't know about the penalty until like the last lap, uh, mm. the investigation until the last lap, and they dished out the penalty within 25 minutes. So that 25-minute rule is like, hey, we we know this, something's happened. You've got, we're going to give you a result within 25 minutes. And if we don't do it in 25 minutes, the stewards, then that penalty is moot. I guess it's the interpret. like, I don't know the, the actual wording of it specifically. Yeah, yeah. So, but so, I guess so, it's so the regulation... De- it depends is on the stewards. Is it when the incident occurred, or is it when it's noted? No, no, it's when it's noted. Yeah, so that that's what I mean. There's two so different that, so, like ways of looking no, at no, it. No, no, but it's that like, twenty five that twenty five minute rule is yeah, like I said, when it was noted. So it was only noted until the last lap. Yeah, and then the stewards have twenty five. Then minutes they have twenty five minutes. Yeah. See, whereas so I thought it was the other way around. Is, yeah. yeah. Um, so. But there, there was there was something else that Aston Martin came with that I'm oh, I'm not man, 100% I wish... sure. Um, I've been trying to Google it and have a quick look, but I can't. I oh, can't... I know what it, I know what it is. I know what it is. So apparently, um, there was a meeting uh, with the FIA and the teams in which they said you're not allowed to touch the car when the uh, when you're serving a penalty. Yeah. And Aston Martin actually brought the minutes of that meeting and said, look, actually in this meeting, you never have said that. So you're just basically bullshitting. Yeah, so you that just was made the it second up. reason, yeah. which is you just made it up. It goes, <laughs> so they not only did they come with the seven examples, they came with the meeting minutes to say, yeah, you know how you said like we're not supposed to touch the car? You never said that. And here's the Where point. were so that's these why Aston Martin employees? <laughs> why weren't they working for Mercedes in 2021 <laughs> in Abu Dhabi? Because there would have been some <laughs> some words said. Um, yeah, I, I think regardless, like Aston Martin did did obviously play it very well and sort of showed the FAA up that their rules are written so terribly. I mean, you don't need another example yeah. on top of, you know, Max not even knowing whether or not he won the World Championship last year in Japan or not. Like, these regulations are badly written at points. Um, but for Aston Martin to go ahead and be like, well, you, in these minutes, you know, you didn't you didn't, you didn't, didn't say that. And also, here's seven examples of, you know, like when, when you know, you didn't, give, you didn't give penalties and you said that these penalties were served correctly. However, regardless of whether or not any of those um any of those reasons or or worked or didn't work or whatever or could have worked or didn't work or anything any combination the fact of the matter is you have the race stewards have noted that he didn't serve his time penalty correctly supposedly why not then go hmm we'll we'll stop for a minute we won't do the podium thing we'll just we'll just have a quick look now because it was literally two minutes after they sprayed champagne that they that they were like oh actually we're going to demote him from p3 to p4 because when we're going to give him a five second time penalty so if you're telling me that it took an extra 10 minutes they could have just just said all right guys we're gonna we're gonna wait for the podium celebration for 10 minutes we're just going to verify that this worked correctly you're telling me they couldn't have done that like like Uh, it's just the the fia seem to balls things up more often than not at this point it's crap it really is. And I yeah, do hope so, that Liberty Media uh, are pushing back on them and being like, this is crap. Because it is. The only thing I the only thing I can say about that is a lot goes on. No, I understand that. And TV. So it's not like, hey, we're just gonna pause it for two minutes or ten minutes. There's other stuff that goes. I, I totally agree with you. 
it's annoying as anything, right? Because George should be up there or Fernando should be up there or yeah. double check. And then, because what will happen is, let's just say they do what you said, right? Yeah. Oh, it's a penalty for Fernando. George goes up there. And that's the one I'll be like, where you said it takes two minutes. That's the one I was like, no, no, we, we're going to appeal that. We're going to review it. Oh, thanks for reviewing it. We'll give extra time. And you just delay it even more and delay it even more. Yeah, I, like I, I do understand that. Seven point. examples. <clears throat> but at the yeah, same time... Um, Without knowing that they were going to appeal it and et cetera, et cetera, I do think that there's some place where common sense has to kick in, and it just didn't. Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. Common sense should have started. You should have had FIA. They should have gone, right, has Alonso served that penalty correctly? Yes or no? Right. The FIA watched the video as as Alonso serving his penalty, and they go, yep, that's fine. So I think I lost you. If uh, it's still on the recording for me, um, but uh, so they go ahead and like it seems like potentially either they took too long to review the video of the of the, of the penalty being served, or another team has reported them for not serving the penalty correctly. More than likely, it was the other one. However, my issue is is that they should have checked it when the penalty was being served. That's when the common sense should kick 100%. in because then you wouldn't I saw have it. this rubbish. Everyone saw it. I saw Even it. bloody the I Sky it. Sports I, were talking my, about my, it. Yeah, Martin Brundle saw it, and I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But the FIA didn't see it, and you're right. If someone serves a penalty, you look at the video, yeah. you look at live, whatever, and say, have they served that penalty correctly? Especially after what happened in Bahrain. Yeah. Yes, they have. Good. No, they haven't. Right, you've got a 10-second time penalty. It it was, it's as simple as that. The fact that they don't check that penalties have been served correctly, well, well in this case, is... It's amateur. And they had how many hour. how many laps? How many times? How much time did they have to check it? And then it was only noted like last couple of laps after the race had finished. Yeah. Stupid. Utterly, and utterly stupid. Probably because, like I said, another team complained. Well, I don't know who's that, behind so. Aston Martin in the garage. Like which t- I guess obviously the other who finished the other side I of mean, it, them. Alpine uh, and they were at the back of the, they were at the back. But but, it's no, not, but like, what could happen is matter. someone at, someone at race control in the factory could have seen it, gone to the teams. Yeah. Like, hey, you, we might want to appeal this because I on the live feed, this is what happens. But we're coming yeah. up to an hour, so we'll have to quickly wrap up. I think two things. Meme of the week, just go on Aston Martin and Fernando Alonso's Instagram. They're, they're your yeah, memes yeah, of the week. Yeah, true. Right? The, the, the photo of his forehead <laughs> is brilliant. However, I'm going to say <laughs> me, meme of the week is, the for me, was Mercedes keeping up the posts around them finishing P3. Delete the post, guys. <laughs> like, I, just what is going on? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, don't, I, I love the fact that Fernando is just shit posting. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. His TikTok <laughs> of being like, "Hello, I'm racing in Formula One, like the the Grand Prix this weekend." Hilarious. It's just such like shit posting. It's absolutely brilliant. It's uh, can't knock it um, at all. Uh, he is having a lot of fun this season, and I am here for it. I love it. I love it. And I guess the next one is let's have a quick preview of Australia. Yes. Any, I think I think we should have any offhand predictions, right? Because most predictions are going to be Red Bull mm. one two. Any offhand predictions? Do you think Alonso is going to keep his podium streak up? Do you think Lance is going to get in there? Do you I'm, think Mercedes so will get a, a, a P three without a penalty? I'm going. I'm going one two. I'm. I'm like a podium. I think if you if you say your podium prediction is anything other than Verstappen, Perez, Alonso at this current point in time, I don't. I don't know what you're saying because that that should be your. 
podium prediction every single time. That is until there's any drastic changes. You can throw stroll. You could potentially throw throw stroll in in there, there, but let's be honest, it's gonna. And maybe Russell. Maybe Russell. no, for me, no. I think it's stupid to even suggest that, like, like if you had to put your house on who is going to be on the podium, you had to. It's going to be those three names in that order. It just is. If you I do think... anything else, if you suggest anything else, I don't think that you have any wheel knowledge. I think third race, I don't think Fernando's going to be third. Doesn't mean it's not going to be on the podium. I just don't think it's going to be So third. what do you think is going to happen? Right. I think he'll get a second. I think Max will be first. I think Fernando's going to be second. And I think George Russell's going to be third. Really? That's, that's so where, the hell, where the hell George is Perez Russell. then? I think Perez will have an issue. You think Perez... Oh, I mean, to be fair, like obviously these cars can have issues and these drivers can have issues, but I just don't, I don't well, think I they don't, will. Whether he has an issue, whether it's a crash, I think that, that, mm. that's my okay. prediction. That's I my think prediction. you're wrong, but... but okay. <laughs> well, uh, we'll I think see. any other predictions... We'll see by the fantasy... We, we will. Uh, any, any other predictions? Other predictions? I, uh, I think Piastri will uh, continue. I think he's going to out-qualify Norris again, and he's going to out-race Norris, and I think he'll get a point, because I think it's his home race. I Yeah, I was going to say, if he could nick a point in Australia, fair play, lad. Fair play. I don't think he would yeah. in that tractor, but fair play. It's, it's put put on a good show for the home fans <laughs> in your tractor. And so, see what you can stop do. Stop calling it a don't, tractor. <laughs> I don't want it to be a tractor. I want it to be the W14. <laughs> um, yeah, I. I don't have any other outlandish yeah. predictions. I don't think no. Kevin usually does pretty well in Oz. Kevin does do quite well at Oz, actually. Yeah. So You're there's right. there's something um, there. Obviously, the track layouts changed recently, and blah 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 blah. But Kevin usually does pretty yeah. well. So I think Kevin's one to watch. For sure, for for, yeah. for the Australian race. Yeah, it's a it's a lot more flowy than yeah. um, Bahrain. So mm. yeah, it's like Saudi Arabia, but upside uh, down. Are you going to be up early in the morning to watch it? That's yes, just, that's, I will. <laughs> just, we're, we're going to have to end. We're going to end this podcast on this crappy joke that you just made. Wait, but, wait, 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 wait. wait. No, what just, time is the race? Because you said you're getting up early to watch see, it. I, I, it's 6 a.m. for UK, so maybe 7 a.m. for 7 you. in the morning. I will be up ready to watch. You know I will be. Like, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I think the, the only race, really, that's at an awkward time for me will be the... Um, the... God, what's it called? Las Vegas Grand Prix. I think that's the only one that will be at a really awkward time. All the others, I think... Oh, wait, Japanese Grand Prix is 7 in the morning for me. So 6 in the morning for you. Okay. U.S. Grand Prix is at nine in the evening, so is the Mexican Grand Prix. Um, Las Vegas is seven in the morning on a Saturday, so it's just seven in the morning. Okay. I think that's fine. So six in the morning for you. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll be up for that. It's gonna be hard, but yeah, <laughs> you don't seem particularly happy. But, uh, <laughs> never happy with early mornings. But um, yeah, so that's a wrap up on Jeddah episode three. Australia next, 
and uh, Formula One point five continues to excite. <laughs> yeah. Well, we Formula we said, Red Bull is done and dusted. Formula Red Bull, yeah. Well, we said uh, we said at the beginning of the episode, oh, it was a pretty boring race. We've managed to waffle on for an hour and seven minutes so far, according to my recording. Yeah, because so, I mean, we keep segueing. We keep segueing. You keep segueing. <laughs> yeah, I keep se- I keep just yeah running my mouth. Okay, right. maybe maybe one last segue. What was your fantasy points for Jeddah? Oh, I I did badly because I still had Norris in there because I'm an idiot. Um, so I I still uh, had yeah. Norris and I still had Nick DeVries. Um, so I've changed it up a bit now. I don't know whether or not I can give you like like what my um, yeah. It's, I I need you can to get sign your points in. for the race. Yes. All right. I can do it on my phone, but essentially okay. I didn't do particularly well. Um, I know I have Red Bull and Aston Martin as my teams, and I've got Verstappen. I've got him captain, so he gets like double points or whatever. Um, but yeah. I don't think I did particularly well because I had De Vries, Kevin, Alonso, Verstappen, and Norris. And I did recently. I did a. I did a change um, where I F1 Fantasy. Here we go. I did a. I did a change where I swapped out. Uh, no, I don't want to look at Verstappen. I just want to... Oh, for God's sake. The the navigation on the F1 app, by the way, if you're listening, F1 app team, navigation isn't great. Um, so I swapped I swapped out um, Norris and uh, De Vries for Zoo and Perez. Okay. Do you know what points you got for Saudi? Um, trying to have a look. Uh, completed. I'm just trying to take this win. So, so for Bahrain, I got 258 points. Yeah. For Saudi, I got 282 points. You weren't that bad. I, I, I got 285. Okay, so it wasn't far so, off. So what was your no, what was your team I lost 17. Sad Max, who's my captain, yeah. got 120 points. Fernando, Sergio, yeah. obviously got the win. Uh, Red Bull and Aston Sergio, all the teams. Yeah. But well, I got Nick DeVries in, so he got me seven points. And I had minus 17 for Albon. Ah, because he didn't classify. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, so he Lando got points. me seven points. So, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad. But yeah, I'll, I'll make a couple of changes for Australia. Yeah. But, yeah, so like I said, yeah. I, I changed I changed my team up. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Another podcast. Oh, you never talked about your 107 thing with Logan Sargent. Oh, for God's sake. Maybe we'll say that. Sake. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, we'll very quickly. <laughs> we'll say that for next Very time. quickly. Oh, you, you want to talk in, very quickly. He was in violation of the 107 rule, which is what this podcast is named after. That was all I was going to say. <laughs> and then I was going to say this bloody American went, did you just assume my lap time and was allowed in because of his FP 1, 2, and 3 times? So all of a sudden, new rules are written for him. Well, not new rules, but you get my point. But he was he was slower than 107%. So you have to be 107% of the speed of the pole sitter, and he wasn't because he didn't really set a lap time. So he shouldn't have technically actually even started the race, technically. But the FIA allowed him in because they're too busy spending all of Max Verstappen's money um, for, I don't know, swearing in the pit lane or Hamilton touching a rear wing or whatever it was. So, 
Yeah, they're a bit too busy. Wow. Oh, yeah. He did a 208. Yeah, it was, it was because obviously he didn't get a push lap in because I think he was he was stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, that was all I was going to say. Yeah, but the, the rules is if you if you're quick if you're in good times in the practice sessions, yeah. you're allowed to stop. I also have so, one other thing yeah. to say. If Hulkenberg takes up until the British Grand Prix to score points, then Nico Hulkenberg. Then it was a good idea to keep Mick. However, if he scores before <laughs> Great Britain. Good idea to bring him in, and Gunther, you're a genius. Obviously, if he scores more he'll points score over the season, then, you know, but he, yeah, he'll, he'll score, score, he'll score before, before Britain. Britain. He just, he just <laughs> will. He just absolutely will. Do you know what round the British Grand Prix is? It's like 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Eleven? 11th round. So you've got another nine races oh. to score points, mate. Eight races to score points. He'll be all right. Anyway, that, right. that was it for the 107 podcast. I'll let you wrap it up, Ash. Why don't you, why don't you take, take it away? Well, I've got one more thing to add. Oh, we've just no, got so really. many women. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, Australia next week. Not next week, sorry. Week after. Week after. Weeks. Um, but we're like, we'll, we'll do a podcast next week. Cause I'm yeah, sure we'll be doing drama something. will happen. Do you know what we should talk but, about? Yeah. Drive to Survive. What? Oh, yeah. We should we do Drive to Survive next survive. week. So look we'll forward to that next survive, week, guys. Yeah. yeah um, so we'll spend 10 minutes talking about Drive to Survive and probably the other... Hour talking about Netflix series. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, have so, you seen this? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I'd also like to add yeah. your cushion on your chair makes it look like you've got cat ears. Maybe I do have cat ears. <laughs> Did you just. Because <laughs> I slipped down. Because I was slowly, surely sinking in my chair. Yeah. But yeah, thank you all for listening. Have a great week and we'll catch you all soon. See you guys soon. Cheers. <laughs>